Hi, I'm Amanda and welcome to Self. On this podcast, I share ideas, experiences and have conversations to explore the self. By developing our own self-awareness, we can better show up for ourselves and those around us and hopefully all live happier and healthier lives. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about masculine and feminine polarity and joining me to have this awesome discussion is Ryan Moresby-White. Ryan is a local from the Gold Coast in Australia who's gone from a depressed carpenter and business owner to someone who is thriving and living a purpose-driven life and is helping others to do the same. So Ryan, welcome to Self. Thank you so much for having me. This is so cool that we get to do this here in Bali. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to dive into what I'm most passionate about. And that's this work of the masculine and feminine and helping people just basically live the most meaningful and abundant life possible. Tell me a little bit more about your work before we get into this topic. Yeah, for sure. Um, I won't go too far back into the story. Um, but basically, you know, I've grown up with my fair, my fair deal of life. Mm. And through that, about four or five years ago, I really stepped into my journey of this work, the masculine and feminine, not, not realizing that's what I was getting myself into, but really started my personal development journey, getting re- really clear on um, all the things that were holding me back. Mm. And it all seemed to come back to um, how I was brought up, you know, the mother and the father. The, the representation of the energies, right? The masculine being the father, the feminine being the mother, right? Those most people grow up with so many, so much wounding around those two things. Mm-hmm. And I found myself at every single personal development event, for like the last five, six years, right? Every single one of them was coming back to healing those parts of yourself yeah. uh, that we experienced growing up. Yeah. Right. The love we did or didn't receive growing up, the, what we made it mean about ourselves yeah. growing up not feeling worthy enough, not feeling good enough, you know, uh, lacking self-love, lacking all of these things always came back to one story, one situation, one event or a multiple series of events uh, growing up where you made it mean something about yourself. Yeah. And created a story for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And just all of these stories and, you know, all these limiting beliefs and all of this stuff always just seemed to come back to uh, the mother and the father. Hmm. And uh, yeah, that that was really the the start of my journey, and and realizing and recognizing that, and through my journey, being able to step more into going from being a like a a boy to a man. Hmm. And the thing is, most most men, there's so many men out there that are still 30, 40, 50 years old, but stuck in the psychology of a being a boy, hmm. right? With their boy tendencies of seeking approval, seeking validation, chasing things outside of them and unable to cultivate that love within themselves and uh, and yet then externalizing that feeling and seeking it outside of themselves. And uh, yeah, so, you know, transitioning from the boy to the man, really stepping to my true power as the embodied masculine mm-hmm. uh, made me really wake up to the fact that uh, so many men struggle with this. Yeah, It was such a big pain of mine. And when I did everything in life just clicked into place and everything just started to flourish. And the biggest thing I've noticed and recognized was how much women are suffering, how much women are in pain from 
the masculine not being able to step up, the masculine as being the man, like the embodied man in, the, in his masculine energy, not being able to truly step up and allow her to feel safe, to be feminine, surrender, to open her heart, to heal the parts of herself mm. that, that she's closed off from. And all of these things really woke me up to, wow, like this is a big problem in the world and a lot of people are struggling with it. And I choose to, and I know it's my calling to really help people through the journey I went through yeah, and get closer to uh, the point of enlightenment where we can just be love in every moment from moment to moment. And the journey of that and and I find the best way for people to really get to that part of enlightenment or to that next step, that next journey is uh, is through this work. So that's basically a bit of a background around mm. why I really got into this and uh, why I'm so passionate about it. And just what I've seen, what it's not only done for myself, but the people around me and the people I've been able to help as well like their relationships, their business, like every single area because these energies reflect in every single area of our life. Mm. So when we're talking about these energies, it's masculine and feminine energy. Mm -hmm. So can you define that a little bit more to help us better understand what you're saying? Yeah, I love this. So I want to start with the feminine. The feminine's the most important. (laughs) (laughs) Agree. (laughs) Um, So the feminine energy... Uh, well, actually, let's zoom right in. So life itself, energy is just energy. At the subatomic level, it is just energy. And what energy is, is just an expression of love. That's what it is. And there's no polarity. There's no masculine or feminine. There's just love in moment to moment. That's all energy is. Then we zoom out one layer. The next layer is then the expression of the energy. Mm. And that expression of the energy is the feminine itself. So the things running in the background, the aircon, the the lights, the life, everything, the chaos of life, the flow of life, uh, the energy, like the movement of life, all of it, That's it's all the feminine. Mm. So all of the things that are just happening and moving and going on in life is the feminine. Yeah, and it can be chaos it can be incredible it can be beautiful it can be everything the masculine energy is the awareness of the energy awareness of the flow of life the awareness of the chaos so it's kind of like having the awareness and wrapping your awareness around the flow and the chaos and the energy of life right Mm. and with that it's like kind of holding the support and container for the flow of energy. Mm. Then we go, the, the more we, so that's like the pure, like spiritual uh, essence of the energies. Mm-hmm. Then we zoom out one more layer where, where it becomes more physical, right? We look at the masculine and feminine, like I, I like to explain it like a waterfall. Mm. In order for there to be flow of water, there needs to be structure. Yeah. So the structure, the rock, that supports the water for the water to flow is the masculine. Mm. It's the awareness. It's the support structure that, that allows the, yeah, the, the water to flow and the flow of the water is the, the feminine energy right. itself. Right. And, uh, without that structure, without that masculine, uh, support, there can't be that flow of energy. Mm. Right. It would just be everywhere. Like it, it, it there would be no, direction for the energy to flow it would just go anywhere and everywhere right 
And like, that's like the next level of, of the masculine and feminine. And then you can, you can then understand that in life, in relationships, in business, it's like, ah, oh, okay. I understand that there's structure and then there's flow. Yeah. There's, there's the support in relationship and then there's the flow of emotion in relationship, mm-hmm. right? There's the structure and the planning, the direction and business and, and your work or career. And then there's the flow, there's the energy, there's the creativity, there's the being able to actually receive um, money from people, right? There's the balance of both of these. So yeah. the, the more we zoom out from the absolute uh, of the energies, right? The more physical we, we, we zoom out, uh, we start to see how it plays out in, in all areas of life. And um, the energies, uh, it's all about the yin yang. Mm-hmm. So the yin is, is within, right? It's the feminine. The yang is the doing. The yin is the being. The yang, the yang is the doing. Mm-hmm. The feminine is about being. It's about being energy. It's about being the flow of energy and the expression of it whatever that looks and feels like in the moment. Mm-hmm. That's the feminine. That's why you look at women who, who are fully embodied in their feminine uh, energy. They're, they love dancing. They love creating, playing, and just expressing that energy however they feel. Mm. Um, and then you look at the masculine, it's more structured, more rigid, more, uh, more of a grounded um, essence. Yeah. Mm. So that's, that's like a, I guess an overview and like a high level overview of, of what yeah. I believe the energies to be. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And I think probably for our discussion today to kind of keep it focused around one thing, we're talking about the polarity of the energies. Mm. So those are, uh, I don't want to even say opposing because in the way that you've just described it, it's not that they oppose each other. The word polarity really brings to mind this idea of being uh, almost like, re- I guess actually if you think about a, um, a battery mm-hmm. or what's the word I'm looking for, like a magnet, mm-hmm. it's the opposites that attract. It's the similar that will repel, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. there's this polarity because there's a difference. But in fact, the two work together. The picture that you described of a waterfall is perfect because yeah. it's that they both need each other in order for there to be a picture of a waterfall. Mm-hmm. So I think for today's discussion, let's talk about the masculine and the feminine in relationships. Mm-hmm. Because for most of us, that's probably, even though, you know, you said that you can witness these energies and effect in the workplace. You can see it in all around us all the time. But I dare say that romantic relationships, probably something that we all strive to have a really great, healthy, thriving relationship and is something that most, if not all people, have struggled with at some point. And I do agree with you that I think a lot of it comes down to not being aware of some previous wounds, but also the role of masculine and feminine in the relationship. Mm, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, love this. So when we're talking about these energies, it's not necessarily the case that the masculine is always the man or the feminine is always a woman mm. because obviously homosexual relationships exist. From what I understand, um, you know, these these energies are still embodied. You know, you will have pretty typical 
like masculine energies within embodied in a woman and more like feminine men. But for the most part, yeah. we're talking about masculine men and feminine women. Yeah. Yeah. And heterosexual relationships. Yeah. And I assume that because you're in a heterosexual relationship that that's where your experience um, and expertise comes from, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So to start with this, uh, in Hindu mythology, they they say that man is 100% man and 100% woman, right? Mm. So no, uh, masculine and feminine is not gender-specific, gender bias, right? We all have masculine and feminine energies within mm-hmm. us. Just so happens that, Men, 80% of men are roughly, you know, more of the masculine. They, they embody more masculine energy with testosterone and whatever. 80% of women just so happen to be more of the feminine, mm-hmm. right? And then, yes, there, there are, um, you know, the other dynamics, right? But when it comes to male, female, like we were created like that so we could reproduce and procreate, right? So, that's why those percentages are like that. So mm. we can actually keep producing and, and recreating. So when it comes to, yeah, ma- masculine and feminine, it's like we look at the positive and negative side, right? So positive, negative, not meaning good or bad. It's just an expression of energy. Mm-hmm. Negative being the feminine, right? Positive being the masculine. If that triggers you, then you should probably look into that trigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? very fair. Right? Like I said, that there's no, you know, it doesn't mean good or bad. So Positive and negative within a battery circuit, uh, within a within yeah. You need a you need both. It's not saying one's good or bad. Yeah. Exactly that. So in order for there to be attraction within a relationship, there needs to be the, the clear defined positive and negative. Mm-hmm. You look at a gay couple. You can always see who's clearly more the masculine, who's clearly more the feminine, right? Uh, you know, like a lesbian couple. There's there's the the one woman that's you know more more of the man. Right. And it works and that it works because there's a clear defined role who's mm-hmm. playing the masculine and the feminine. So in order for there to be a, an electrical charge, a spark, an attraction, there needs to be uh, the opposite energies because two positives going together, just it, they don't go together or two negatives. Have, if you've ever tried to put a magnet together, the yeah. two opposite, you just can't. And the the biggest thing that happens in relationships when why a lot like it's crazy. Most people are in sex, sexless relationships or marriages, right? Mm. And it's because of this one simple thing, sexual polarity, the polarity and attraction of both of the energies. And within, here's the thing. So we must first get clear on what is our core energy? Mm. Are we, is our power and is our truth and our true expression of how we actually authentically want to be, not who we were taught to be, who we were born to be, who we actually, our, our, our true self. If that's more masculine, then in relationship, you play the masculine role. Yeah. If it's more feminine, that's your true core, then you play more of the feminine role. I know men that are more feminine than they are masculine and they're so fine. Yeah. Like there's a clear defined role within the relationship. Now, within the relationship, in order for there to be that attraction and their opposites and have sexual polarity, is there must be the clear defined role. So first discovering what your core is and then also getting then clear on the second thing is what role you play in the relationship. Mm. So for example, in my relationship, I'm the embodied masculine man within the relationship and my partner is more in her feminine, right? doesn't mean that we, you know, uh, steer away from expressing our feminine stuff. It, it, we're just 
80% of the time, I'm more in my masculine, I'm more leading, I'm more making decisions. I'm the one who's, you know, um, you know, uh, planning on where we're going, like things like that. Like I hold that support. The biggest thing, the biggest uh, thing with this when it comes to the masculine is your ability to, when I said coming back to the, the true essence of, of the mm-hmm. energies is the awareness of the chaos of energy. Yeah. So when your woman comes home and she's experiencing all of these emotions, which is the chaos of life, which is the expression of the feminine energy, it's having that grounded masculine energy to wrap your awareness around it and hold a safe container and a safe space for her to be able to fully surrender and be that waterfall, to be able yeah. to flow and you can just hold as the structure, as the grounded conscious masculine. Um, so within relationship, it's so important that we that we have these clear defined roles, who's playing what within the relationship. And here's the thing when it comes to... Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. I was just going to ask, like, and I guess when you say these clear defined roles, it's not like necessarily sitting down and going, okay, so um, I just want to let you know that I'm going to be the masculine in all these areas. Mm. That step back of what you said of discovering your core essence, I think when when we're most connected with and aligned with who we are at our core, that naturally manifests in yeah. a particular way. Yeah. Which can also, in all fairness, come out in both like healthy and unhealthy traits. When you're talking about really the embodied masculine, you're talking about embracing masculine in a way that is purposeful, is intentional, is beneficial to both the individual themselves as well as to the world, like being effective in all, in all areas, both for masculine and feminine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just want, I just wanted to check in at that point that it's like when we talk about our defined roles, the most important thing is actually that we understand what that role is Mm. and that naturally I imagine that attraction of coming together is it's almost like unspoken. I don't need to sit there and go, I need a moment to be the feminine, please. It's mm. it's that we're on the same page here. Like we know what our roles are. Yeah, yeah. And ultimately that's that's where we want to get to. And I love that you say that because that is the journey. The journey is coming back to our truth and our truth is that true expression of what actually wants to come through. Mm-hmm. Right? And for most women, that is the true embodied divine feminine energy that is there and wants to be expressed but most women have been put in a box. Most women have been silenced their whole life and they're not, they don't, they're not speaking their truth. They're not yeah. creating healthy boundaries, right? And for most men, they are that grounded pillar. They are that grounded uh, true essence of that safe, nurturing, like uh, grounded masculine energy that's being led from the heart, not from the ego. Mm. Um, there's, there's a lot here that I would love to um, dive into, but I think we'll just keep it, you know, for people, there's, there's layers to this. There's, yeah, there's depth yeah. to this. We don't have to go yeah. too deep. It'll end up being a three hour episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it honestly could be. So, uh, I think a great thing would, would be to really define what the true roles and what, what it really looks like to be in the masculine and the feminine. Yeah. yeah. So, to give it some really good context so people can really understand like, oh, okay, I see, I, I understand how that shows up 
and what it should look like, yeah. right? Because there's the healthy integrated energies and there's the unhealthy unintegrated energies mm -hmm. that have come from wounds or conditioning yeah. or, so, or society, right? So we'll start with the, so the masculine, the true, ens true essence of the masculine is awareness, mm. is that grounded, like the, a masculine, someone who's really grounded in their masculine energy is like you can feel, like you can just surrender in, into their, to their energy. They're just, they're, they're, they're deeply rooted into the ground through their root chakra, through their feet into the ground. And they're consciously aware. So they, they're tapped into their heart space and they're aware of what's going on and, and the surrounding, right? The, the conscious integrated masculine is we look at the king. So the archetype of the, um, we have light and dark masculine energy. We have the king and the warrior. So the light, the light is the king. The dark is the warrior, right? So the king is is he's a, he's a leader, right? He's um, heart-led, he's structured, he can make decisions, he's compassionate, he's heart-led, like all of these, he's grounded within his, his essence and his, and his energy. Uh, he has a, a deep level of awareness, right? He's aware of himself, therefore he can show up for his empire, his kingdom. Mm -hmm. And then we have the warrior. He can step into that assertive aggressiveness when he needs, right? The warrior is very much about like getting things done, the hustling, the like um, really stepping into that, that dark masculine energy as the protector when, when needed. Mm. Yeah. And the thing is most men and women, but majority of men have been shamed for so long for being angry, for experiencing anger. Yeah. But anger is actually an incredible emotion when it's channeled in the right way. Yeah. And that can be extremely powerful when a man is on purpose with his mission. That anger can be really channeled into uh, expressing himself. As Sigmund Freud says, that uh, emotions should be expressed in creative ways, right? So any emotion should be expressed into some creative way. And for men, that anger can really go towards their purpose and what mm. they're here to do. So the masculine energy is really about that. It's the structure. It's the support. It's that grounded pillar. It's in relationship. It's the masculine can sit there and like literally be in meditation while his woman is screaming at him, right? And he is holding her. He's there. He's present. He's got her like. And with that, she can fully surrender to him because she understands and feels he's got me. I feel supported. He's not reacting. He's not getting frustrated. He's not thinking this is too much. As soon as, as soon as a man like gets reactive or is like, oh, this is too much. Oh, I got to get out of here. He doesn't have the capacity to hold the flow of her energy. Mm -hmm. So that's the true essence of the masculine. And then the feminine, the light feminine is about loving, nurturing, um, really heart-centered, very motherly energy. Mm -hmm. Then the dark feminine is very sensual, very uh, tapped into the body, very uh, expressive, very self-expressive and very creative, very mm -hmm. intuitive, very in tune to the body. And here's the thing, whether you're a man or a woman, as we know now that uh, masculine or feminine is not male, female, whether you're a man or a woman, you should be able to flow between your masculine and feminine at any time, any second in front of anyone, anywhere. Hmm. 
right? Whether you're a man or a woman. Mm, some interesting. Of the, yeah, and some of the embodiment practices that, that I teach and that, that we go through is like men actually like tapping into their sensuality, feeling their body, tapping into their heart, developing a relationship with their emotions. And not feeling ashamed to do so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and then tapping into their warrior and then, then their, their king. And these are all the integrated masculine and feminine healthy healthy traits. Um, so in relationship, we look at the divine conscious masculine man allows the feminine to be able to fully surrender and open up to the degree and the depth and the width of his own capacity. Mm -hmm. So if we look at a cup of water, if we have a small cup, it can only hold that much water. Yeah. Right. It can, and the water, so the cup being the structure of the masculine and the water being the flow of the feminine, the energy, the chaos of life. So for men and what I teach men is how they can deepen and widen their masculine capacity. So they have a freaking bucket. They have this massive bucket that can hold as much water as possible. Mm -hmm. And within that, women feel so safe. The feminine feels so safe to actually surrender, to open, to open her body. And most women haven't experienced that. And there, and I would love to know from you as well, for you know, your experience being a, a feminine woman, what your experience has been like with the masculine. Because so many women have felt so unsafe for so long that what happens is when there's no structure for them to be in their feminine flow and, the, and their energy, they then have to be the structure themselves. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. They then after what, what I call is they pick up the masculine shield and it's like the shield of protection. And this is where I see a lot of women in the gym, like getting absolutely jacked because it's like this, this, this shell of protection of like, you can't fuck with me. Like I am protector. I'm safe. I've got myself, I'm independent. Like I don't need any man. Like I can make yeah. my own money, all of these things. It's very much like it, it's the masculine shield is like keeping love at arm's length. It's like, yeah. it's like, love me, love me. But you're like, <laughs> like got this But also big pushing, pushing away. Yeah. 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 So I'd love to know what, what your experience has been like with, with you being able to feel safe to, or have you felt safe to be in your feminine? Yeah, in my current relationship, absolutely. Um, when you were describing the archetypes of the masculine, the thing that stood out for me, I think for those who know me would be like, yeah, that's Amanda, both. Mm. I've been the eldest child um, and growing up in a very chaotic home, I had to embody the protector, like that warrior archetype was me. For me, I felt like I had to be the protector for my siblings and it was me sticking up for myself and sticking up for them, arguing back with my parents, like feeling a sense of injustice and going, I need to fight this. So I think for most of my childhood, I played that role of a warrior. And then in the workplace and at school, very naturally I would step into being a leader. Mm. And it's funny because most of my life I never considered myself a creative. And I remember saying to one of my best friends like, oh, I'm not a creative. She's she's a florist and she's I could feel all of her feminine energy and I'm like that's just not me. And I didn't have the words to describe it at the time. I wouldn't have said, oh, I'm a masculine woman. Mm. But I would have said, you know, I'm a type A, I I'm very strong-minded, strong-willed. I can always get anything done. I'm a natural leader, all of these things. And my experience in relationships, of course, was like, as you said, 
having this shield up and going, I want to be loved. Mm. I so want to be loved. Please love me. But at the same time, not trusting um, that space, not trusting my partners at the time. And so, you know, I've had a, I've had a few relationships and I think the most in like my longest relationship, I stepped into that masculine role a lot more during, I think for things like our finances and making decisions and stuff. And after a long time, it started to wear me out. And I didn't have the words to describe it because I didn't understand these things at the time. But I was, the way that I did say it was like, I don't, like I feel like a parent. But it wasn't like I feel like a mother in this like loving, nurturing type of way. It was like, I feel like I have to take care of you. Mm. Like I'm having to step in and it's like I'm looking after me but I'm also looking after you and it's not like of course in a relationship we take care of each other but it was at this other level where deep inside of me at my core I'm like there's something missing there's something wrong and we you know we ended up separating and then in the relationship after that my experience was with a very unhealthy Um, view of masculinity you know so it was like a lot of control a lot of what you described about me being emotional I think at that point I was like oh I am actually a feminine woman Mm -hmm. like at my core I -hmm. I want to be Mm -hmm. it's not that I don't want to be able to flow and express in you know naturally and how I want it's that I wasn't allowed to Mm -hmm. as a child Mm -hmm. I've had to be a leader and like tap into my masculine at work and at school and it's like this is actually the space in a relationship in a lot of different spaces that like this is where I want to express my feminine but then I was in a relationship where like he couldn't hold that space just like you said about the container of water mm-hmm. it was you know I guess for me what it felt like was it was this small and I would come with all of me yeah, yeah. And the feedback, the response was always like, you're too sensitive. Like it's too much. I can't, I can't, I can't. Mm -hmm. And that kind of, I think at that point I was like, I don't want to have to take on a masculine role Mm -hmm. in order for this to work because then it's like, it it just, it doesn't feel right. Right. So that relationship also ended. I what, mean, for, for me, yeah. And what, what, what's interesting about this and what, what tends to happen is we will attract relationships so we can recreate what we didn't have growing up. 100%. Yeah, so totally agree. For example, with the caretaking, like you felt like you had to look after him because what you wanted as a child was with, to be taken care of exactly. and looked after. So yeah. you recreated that because you're like, yeah, and, and that's what we'll do. And then we'll also attract people and relationships and like even in my current relationship I'm experiencing some deep things that um that you know are being brought to the surface mm-hmm. because I hadn't yet healed that within myself yeah yeah and we will continue so it's taking a look at what you keep attracting and then like you will attract the energetic reciprocate of what you haven't yet healed within yourself so re- this is the most incredible thing about relationships because we get the opportunity to to every single little problem issue 
uh, trigger anything is an opportunity to to heal what we haven't yet healed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree with that. And that's what I could see, right? You're absolutely right in that long relationship. It's like that child part of me wanted to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. And then the next step after that was what I was attracting was, well, my dad had this embodiment of a really unhealthy masculine man. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, all right, well, now I'm going to attract that to, to deal with that and yeah. fix that. And that's yeah. what happened, you know. And so for me, it was then learning about setting boundaries. Like that was the relationship that taught me how to step into my own and to go, actually, I'm okay with being feminine in the way that I am, expressing mm-hmm. in the way that I am because I, I am able to see the healthy embodiment of this, of my energy and the way that I express it. Mm. And so I set very clear boundaries of what it is that I want and need in a relationship. And so thankfully, yeah, now I'm in an incredible relationship where I understand truly what it means to feel safe. Mm -hmm. And it's not just this, it's not like a, like a macho kind of safety of, I, you know, like when I go out, he's ready to beat someone up or whatever. It's not that. It's this feeling of true surrender of Mm -hmm. I can come and be completely as I am on any given day, Mm -hmm. the best and worst versions of myself, and he's not rocked by it. Yeah. Yeah. The number one need for women, for the feminine energy, is the need for safety. Mm -hmm. And what makes them feel safe is when they feel heard, seen, and understood. Yeah. And the biggest thing for a for for women for if you're a man listening to this and your woman isn't opening her body to you and you're not having as much intimacy as you want, the number one thing women need is safety and emotional safety. So take a look at is she truly feeling like really safe to fully surrender and open up to you emotionally? Does she feel safe, heard and truly seen? Like and what I mean by that is when she comes home and she's like complaining, it's not trying to solve her problems. It's like, tell me more about this. Like, how does that make you feel? Like, what, how can I support you? Like, what, you know, um, what do you need from me right now? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to share with me? How can I show up better for you? Right. That it's kind of like digging to allow the emotion to flow because the, yeah. the feminine energy is the chaos, the the flow and the, the energy of life. So uh, when, when women don't, or unable to allow that energy to move, it gets stored in their body, right? And then this is where it becomes a problem. It gets stored in their body. And then one day he leaves a cup in the dish, in the, in the, in the sink. It's just a cup in the sink. And he's like, and she just explodes and just goes absolutely ballistic at him. And he's like, what? Like, it's just a cup where in the sink. Where did this come from? Yeah. It's not the cup in the sink. It's all of the times in the last few weeks, few months, few years where she has felt unsafe, unheard, unseen, misunderstood, where you truly haven't held the safe space for her to express that emotion that she just exploded onto you. That's where all that emotion just came from. It wasn't about the cup in the sink. Mm. And it's, it's recognizing that. And what happens with the masculine is their number one need is the need for freedom. Mm-hmm right? Deep emotional freedom. And when they don't have that sense of freedom, they will seek freedom through going to the gym, 
through watching porn, through drinking, through alcohol, through sport, right? And when they start seeking that freedom, the fe- what the feminine does is she will close off to him. She will criticize him and try and control him. And when he feels that way, he'll continuously want to seek even more freedom, right? Because he's because she's taking trying to take the freedom even more mm. away from him. And this is what this is when we talk about sexual polarity. This is the depolarization of this of the sexual polarity in the relationship. Mm. So when um, when when this happens, this is where the woman becomes the man, and the man becomes. Uh, he either becomes over-controlling or he becomes the woman. He becomes extremely surrendered. What I'm talking about here is the the, the unhealthy traits of mm-hmm. these energies, right? And so what this is called, this is called the three C's and the three U's. So the three C's is controlled, closed off, and criticized. So when the feminine controls, closes, and criticizes the masculine, and his number one need is freedom, right? He will want to seek even more freedom. When he feels that way, he he doesn't want to sit there and hold a safe space for his partner to express her emotions because he feels even more trapped Mm -hmm. even more like like chained up and this is where men start noticing other women they start looking for things outside of the relationship in order to feel that sense of of intimacy or love or connection that they're not actually receiving right Mm. and then what happens is then the woman feels unsafe unheard, unseen, the three U's, right? And, and, and sorry, misunderstood as well. Yeah. Therefore, she feels unsafe. Yeah. And therefore, it's like this endless paradox and this downward spiral of making each other feel this way, Yeah. right? So it's recognizing this. And this is where most relationships depolarize. Then the woman feels too unsafe to even op- open up to him. And he's just trying to seek freedom. And then they just break up. Mm. Then they get into another relationship and the same thing happens again yeah. after a certain amount of time it's just a matter of time right before you guys enter the trigger phase in relationship where you guys start to trigger each other yeah so understanding this work of the masculine and feminine it's it's um and the three c's and the three u's what you can do is when you recognize the three c's and the three u's when the when this plays out and and it's a practice when you recognize this thing it's not waiting for your partner to you go first you don't wait for each other you, you go first and you address what's happening and understanding that, okay, the masculine needs a sense of freedom. How can I make him feel? Uh, so what they need to feel is appreciated, supported and respected. He will feel free when he feels those things, mm. a deep emotional free. Like when a masculine man feels respected by his woman, he feels absolutely unstoppable, right? And then he just wants to be there for her. And then because he just wants to be there for her, she, uh, he can be there for her and, and hold that safe space for her and feel, make her feel seen, safe, and um, understood, right? Where, he, where she truly feels supported by him. Mm. And it's not, you know, what, like he has to go first, she has to go first, you both have to go first and recognize when this depolarization happens within relationship. And this is where a lot of relationships like literally go wrong and and it's a constant yeah practice of of recognizing when these this is happening yeah and with the healthy masculine traits coming back to and and here's the thing the divine feminine the chaos the the 
the, the chaos of the divine feminine, this crazy energy of just life itself is a challenge and a test to the masculine's capacity. Is he going to deepen and widen his support yeah. while she continues to evolve? And this is the incredible thing about relationships is the feminine is, is the one that always seems to go first. For example, in the personal development space, personal development industry, yeah, yeah. majority of women start first. Yep. They start their journey first because they're more open and vulnerable to doing the work. Mm-hmm. And then she starts evolving and then she's like, I want you to do this. And like, th- this will help our relationship. And, uh, and then he will either step up to the plate and and kind of take on the challenge and, and deepen his capacity or he'll fall back to his insecurities of not being good enough for her. Yeah. Right. And this is the most incredible thing is the feminine is there for the masculine to be able to step up and grow and build his capacity even more. Yeah. So, um, yeah, in relationship, yeah, understanding. So to take away from this, the, the three C's, three U's, what you can do from that. And then recognizing that the feminine is there for the masculine to um, to grow, evolve, become deeper, more grounded, more present, and develop a wider capacity to hold more energy. And yeah. that's not just relationship energy. That's the energy and flow of the chaos of just everything that happens in day-to-day life as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's um, I have read about that before, the difference between the masculine and feminine needs, and I'm, I'm so glad that you brought it back to that. I think I'm sure that people hearing this perhaps – I'm sure for me, even at some point when I was younger, that if you'd said to me, the masculine needs freedom, Mm -hmm. instinctively where I want to go because of my childhood, because of my wounds and um, my dad cheated on my mum a lot, Mm. my reaction to that idea is freedom means he wants to go out and do whatever he wants Mm. with whomever he wants. Mm -hmm. Right, because that's coming from a place of insecurity. Me hearing that, my insecure part is like that's what freedom means. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that you defined it as like what freedom actually looks like, true freedom, Mm because I'm sure even that there are men who hear that and go, oh, yeah, I want to be free to do whatever I want. But that's not the meaning of freedom in this sense. It's not Mm -hmm. that you can go out and mess around and then like come home and like it's all good, you're free and you don't have to be accountable Mm. for any of your actions. That's not a healthy embodied Mm. masculine man. We're really talking about that that emotional freedom Mm -hmm. of not feeling controlled, you know, from feeling appreciated, respected. And what was the third one you said? Um, Yeah, controlled. uh, Sorry, he he wants to feel... Uh, like honored, respected, um, like uh, like appreciated. Like it, basically, it all comes back to just respect when he mm. feels that. But it's he, like to feel purposeful, to feel like mm. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but but one of the worst feelings for a man is to be like I, like I'm not, I'm not able to mm. provide. Whether that's like like I'm not doing a good enough job as a man. Yeah. kind of that emasculated yeah. feeling of of being powerless in the relationship or you know like actual provision for a family or something yeah, yeah. I love that you mentioned that about the the about the the freedom thing and like 
here's the thing. It's like so, and this is why I love this work is like you got to get so, so clear and have the discernment Mm -hmm. between what actually means what. So what freedom actually means for a man and what safety actually means for a woman. Like, so getting clear on these two things. So freedom for a man is nothing outside of himself. Freedom for a man is being able to wholeheartedly commit to one thing, to be able to fully devote himself to one thing, right? And within that, a man finds freedom. Most men think freedom is something that's outside of them. Therefore, Mm. they are searching, they're running, they're moving around, trying to find this thing that they think is outside of them, but it's actually within, Mm -hmm. right? This whole journey is all within. There's nothing outside of us. And even, uh, you know, then even in relationship, it's, it's, we shouldn't need anyone or anything outside of us to feel any sort of way. A relationship is the amplification of love. Mm. Relationships are the mirror of the things we haven't yet healed within ourselves. We, and you should never be in a relationship in order to fulfill the unmet needs you have within yourself. 100%. Yeah. Because then what happens is, especially for men, they place their self-worth on something that's external to them. Mm. And because they've done that, it's then external to them and it's not, they have no control over it. Yeah. Then they become, you know, like uh, their, their woman is the one who has full control over how they actually feel about themselves, which is really crazy to think. Yeah, it's yeah. it's actually disempowering mm. for any individual, both for men and women, mm. is by giving away the power and making it based on something external, whether it's your partner for the validation, you step outside of yourself. But And mm. so I love what you said. It's ultimately two individuals who are whole and complete within themselves coming together and then amplifying that. Yeah, there's this, you know, there's this whole thing around, and there's so much depth to this mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to break this up into three parts when it comes to needs and relationship. Because that's what relationships are. We're in Most people are in relationships in order to fulfill each other's needs, right? And there's a book called Attached. And within that book, it's yeah, talking. Book. It's incredible book. Yeah, I suggest anyone read it. Undiscovering what your attachment style is. Yeah, I've done. I've done yeah. a few episodes on. Yeah. On this topic. Yeah. So um, there, there's stages to this. So the first stage in relationship is the needing, mm-hmm. is the complaint body, is the if you don't give me this, then I won't love you. If you know, I need this in order to feel a certain way. Like it's the complaint. It's the demanding body. It's it's the unconscious right? It's like the controlling, manipulating, the um, criticizing, the demanding and yeah, complaint. That's the first stage. The second stage and, and, and this, that's the unhealthy stage. Mm-hmm. That's where a lot of people actually are. Um, they spend most of their time there. The second stage is the healthy stage. It's the, new, the neutral stage. This is where you're both kind of whole and complete within yourself and you're able to communicate effectively what you need and understand what your partner needs and you're able to communicate it and uh, navigate around it. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, there's still needs that you guys need for each other in order to feel love, mm-hmm. right? And then when those needs aren't met, so this is the second stage, the neutral stage, uh, at, some, like, at some stage when those needs aren't being met, you then communicate it in a healthy way and you're communicating in it 
because you still want something in order for you to feel love, mm, yeah, right? Yeah. The third stage is where not many people get to, but the commitment to getting there is what will completely change your life mm. is what's called the sacred stage. The sacred phase of relationships is unconditional love. Yeah. It's as the sacred masculine, it's what I spoke about holding that safe space for your partner to express herself wholeheartedly. The sacred face for the feminine is her being in her flow, her being um, receptive, her being nurturing, surrendered into her feminine energy where it's not controlling, manipulative, Mm -hmm. where she's not the victim, right? So the third phase is very much about understanding that love is and that we shouldn't need, like I said, anything or anyone outside of ourselves in order to feel love moment to moment, right? It's the commitment to love moment to moment. And to an even deeper level, if you guys, if if you want to look deeper into this, we look at the scale of consciousness. At the scale of consciousness, love is around 500. So it calibrates the frequency of it is around 500. The sacred phase and stage is the commitment to living in love. Mm-hmm. to living in the, the vibration and the being and the calibration of love itself. Desire, wanting, needing, then getting frustrated and experiencing anger because your needs aren't being met mm. is a very low vibration. That calibrates uh, below 200. Mm-hmm. It's around and, and that's like the, it's the fear-based emotions. And yeah. that's where those stages of relationship are at. So the commitment to the sacred phase, to living in love, you will uh, you will move through the level of consciousness to more enlightenment. And uh, through that, like I've done so many things when it comes to relationships, the absolute biggest and best thing was, was committing to the journey to enlightenment. And I'm just starting my journey to it, by the yeah. way. And that commitment to loving moment to moment all of the things that your partner, like all the triggers that you're experiencing in your relationship, being able to love those triggers, being able to, uh, and understanding that any trigger you experience is something that you haven't yet loved within yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a trigger because you haven't re- like loved it within yourself yet. So it's when you love those parts of yourself and you love your partner for bringing up those triggers and you can experience love moment to moment and and just be the observer with no judgment, right? Just be the observer of the emotions with no judgment, committing to love moment to moment. That, like that right there is you'll get all of your needs met in relationship mm. when you can both live in that, that stage and hold that space for each other. It's this is where love amplifies and you both experience this deep soul spiritual connection together, mm-hmm. which is beyond all of the petty bullshit that most people face in the day-to-day life of relationships Mm -hmm. there's this deeper level of soul connection that's that's available to us when we commit to living uh in love moment to moment committing to love moment to moment yeah yeah so if for people listening to this if they start you know identifying some things within themselves i guess a first question is how what is something that you can ask yourself to deeply acknowledge 
either if you're in a relationship, like where your relationship is. I do think in part we probably intuitively know. Yeah. Um, but also to understand what, like where you are and what you need to confront. Like mm. where does the work begin, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just so you know, like if you're listening to this, it's it's you take 100% responsibility for yourself. If your mm. relationship isn't working, you take 100% responsibility for how you've been showing up. Yeah, yeah. No blame should ever be put outwards. It's mm. you, you do the work yourself. And if you recognize that your partner might be doing something or someone might be doing something that's like, oh, like I could probably, you know, mention something. It's with healthy communication, being able to like bring that awareness to them. Mm. And then it's up to them to take the responsibility to do something about it. If they don't want to take responsibility and do something about it, if you keep bringing awareness to it, not trying to fix it or solve it for them, but if you keep bringing awareness to it and then bring awareness to, hey, this is what it means for me to, for you to do this. This is what it means for our relationship for you to do this as well. And they still can't uh, take that 100% responsibility. Then it's you're capping yourself being mm. in that relationship. So one thing, one big thing I would say is to get out a pen and paper and wholeheartedly just ask yourself uh, right now, is my relationship uh, fuck yes or fuck no? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? If it's a no, that's like, okay, write down all of the reasons why it's a no. Then write down all of the reasons why it's a yes. And write down all of the potential reasons how it could be a mm -hmm. yes, right? And then look at all of the, the, the list of no's and have a look at that and, and really sit with how have I been showing up that's been making it a no? Yeah, yeah. And within that, right, that's just one way you can figure out like the, this is the shadow work, working with the wounded, unintegrated parts of the ego, mm -hmm. which wanting to be right, that are needing things yeah. in order to feel safe, to feel loved. And it's just, it's a process of, of discovering these parts of ourselves that are trying to protect us or trying to uh, seek love. Yeah. Yeah. And just so you know, like all the parts that are trying to protect you, trying, like you're trying to run away from that you're experiencing all of these fear-based emotions. It's, it's, it's quite ironic because the underlying fact is that it's, you just want love. Yeah. That's all yeah. we, we want at the end of we the day. We just want to experience love. Yeah. And love just wants to be expressed because mm -hmm. that's all that there actually is in life yeah. is just love in the moment. And by committing to just living in love moment to moment, we get to just organically move through these things. Mm. And I'm not going to say, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying that when you commit to love moment to moment, like everything will be brought up to the surface for you to sit with and be like, why can't I commit to love right now? Hmm. Okay. Well, my ego is trying to protect me. Why is it trying to protect me? Well, because I don't like this person. Why don't I like this person? Because they make me feel this way. Why do I feel that way? Right? Well, because my dad made me feel this way growing up. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's about how your dad made you feel. Mm. Right? Why did your dad make you feel that way? Well, because he had extremely high standards for me. And then it's like, okay, he had high standards for you. What did you make that mean about you? Yeah. And I'm not good enough. 
ah, okay, so the true underlying reason why you don't like this person, why you can't commit to love right now is because you don't feel good about yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So then it's loving that part of yourself. It's like, how do I then go back and give myself that love that I'm missing? Yeah. But the way that it's manifesting is I don't like this individual. Yeah. Yeah. And this individual makes me feel unsafe because yeah. it reminds me of how I felt being around my yeah. dad and what I made that mean being around my dad. Yeah. And here's the thing, like we don't need to go back to, it, you know, it's, it's great to understand and have the awareness of where this comes mm-hmm. from. But sometimes we don't need to go back and yeah, dwell in right. the shit. Yeah. We can just be like, oh, isn't that funny? Oh, okay. I can commit to love right now. Yeah. It's all good. Even if your body is like, and, and my my mentor, he says this to me a lot. He's like, the problem with people is they've identified with their body, mm-hmm. right? It's like, we are a spiritual being that has access to a body, right? You have a car and you have access to drive a car, but you're not the car. Yeah, right. But because we've been in the body for so long, we identify with the body. Mm. Therefore, we identify with the emotions that we feel. Mm-hmm. So it's being able to feel the emotions and not have any judgment around the emotions, not identify with emotions and just let it be. Yeah. Just let it be. And then just commit to love, commit yeah. to love in the moment. And like through that, it's, it's, it's been the best thing it's, I've ever done in my relationship. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, it's a journey and process of, of, of understanding why you can't commit to love in the moment, mm. you know, and then, yeah, you know, you can work back and there's many ways you can work with it. And when it comes to, yeah, the, the work of the masculine and feminine, it normally comes back to how you're brought up by mother, your mother or father. And reason why that's attached to masculine and feminine energy is because your dad, your father was your first experience and role model and representation of the masculine energy. Mm. And same with your mom. Your mom was a representation of the feminine. Yeah. So with your, uh, your wounding or your unhealthy masculine or feminine traits stems back to what you r- role modeled growing up what you made it mean about yourself and like, yeah, your representation of those energies growing up. Yeah. Um, and there's so much to that. Like, you know, men not wanting to step into uh, their masculine energy because their representation of it growing up means abusive, means controlling, means aggressive, means mm-hmm. frustrated, angry, all of these things. And at some stage they make an unconscious uh, decision. I will not be that. Mm-hmm. So therefore they disconnect themselves from masculine energy mm. and then they become uh, the nice guy, yeah. like really surrendered no, like, and uh, the people pleaser. Yeah. Right. And there's a lot of depth to that as well. And like with that, it's recognizing, okay, wow. Like people pleasing comes from this wound I have around because I, made an unconscious decision at some stage that I will never be that, right? And same same with women as well. You know, when they make that decision that I will never be like him, they neglect that part of themselves, mm-hmm. right? They neglect that energy. And yeah, basically the work I do around masculine and feminine is, is working through um, you building and developing a healthy relationship with the things you've pushed away, the things you've res- uh, repressed, and uh, and yeah, so there there is there is depth to it, but it, 
the first level of transformation is awareness. Mm. So the, all of these things I'm speaking on right now is all about awareness. Yeah. Aware of, you know, because we, we can't change what we're not aware of. Yeah, we can't absolutely. intervene with a world we can't see. And so awareness is key. And then the second thing is, is, um, is then with that awareness, either looking at it as an opportunity to love it mm -hmm. or to kind of fall to it, right? Become a victim to it. Mm. Yeah. And with that, it's like, cool, you get the choice moment to moment. Are you going to commit to love or yeah, are you going to be a victim to it? Yeah. In the end, yeah. Yeah. I like the little exercise you said of getting a pen and paper out and just writing these things down because mm. I wonder for all of us, I'm sure for everyone, even if it was for me that the first thing to do would be to put external blame. You know, my mm -hmm. relationship isn't working because my partner straight away, it's like about them and bringing it back to, well, us being responsible and accountable for ourselves and, yeah. and then coming back to what you just said now, you know, wholly is being aware and then recognizing actually what's my role in this? Yeah. What and have I played? How, how have I shown up? Yep. On, on that, I just want to touch on that quickly. So if people have seen like the work I do, my Instagram or whatever, it looks like I have a perfect relationship, most beautiful, incredible relationship. And I am very open about this and I say it all the time. Relationships aren't supposed to be perfect. Mm, yeah. the, the deep soul connections are about the disconnection and connection because through the disconnection and how you come back to connection, mm. that shows that you're doing the work and that you're healing the parts of yourself, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, the big thing on this is you will attract the things you haven't yet healed within yourself. And most people try and project their judgment and blame onto their partner. Yeah. So he, here's how it's played out in my relationship. So for, for quite a while, and, and even though I've done all this work, it still shows up for me. Yeah. Uh, but because we commit to love moment to moment, we recognize, okay, why am I struggling to commit to love right now? Ah, okay, there's something here. And so two of the things that would comes to the mother and the father wound, the mother wound, I kept, I, I felt like within my relationship that I wasn't getting the love, nurturing, surrendered, mm -hmm. feminine energy that the, I just wanted her to take care of me and love me and nurture me. It's quite interesting that that's what I didn't receive from my mom growing up. So mm -hmm. I attracted someone that I, I was trying to recreate that within my yeah. relationship. Then the second thing when it comes to the father wound was within my relationship, I felt that I was just never good enough. Yeah. And it was exactly the relationship I had with my dad. He had such high expectations and standards for me. I made it mean that I wasn't good enough. Yeah. So therefore I recreated it in my relationship and feeling the feelings of like, oh, I'm just whatever I do is just not good it's enough not for good her. Enough. Yeah. yeah. And it's like recognizing, ah, okay. These are the parts I haven't yet loved within myself. Haven't loved my parents haven't loved my parents' parents, right? And it's that that's how we heal these parts of ourselves is, mm. is, is sending all of these people that have hurt us, that we've perceived that have hurt us, sending them love, peace, and happiness and sending them like that energy. And through that, that's how we get to uh, let go of all these stories and all the shit that we've, we've created within ourselves. Yeah. Because our parents like brought us into this world like they don't have to do anything else, right? Um, like your your mom gave birth to you. She gave you everything that you ever need, which is the opportunity to experience life. Mm. She doesn't need to 
right? But, and most parents get up in the middle of the night, they breastfeed, like they did so much for you. We found the small little things where they didn't show up for us and we made it mean something about us. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, so within the relationship, it's like we will attract what we haven't yet healed within ourselves. And through that is the opportunity for growth. And it's got nothing to do with your partner. Yeah. Nothing to do with them. Everything to do with what you haven't yet, uh, you know, moved through within yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to, yeah, touch on that because, yeah, like we will continue attracting and the whole awareness piece of writing down like, ah, okay, this is what I don't like about my partner. Okay. Like why don't I like us about it? It's it's rooting it back. Yeah. Yeah. And I think recognizing that there's not a need to constantly dwell in the past and the history Mm -hmm. of it all. But coming to a point, as you said, where we can start making active decisions to embrace love, mm. like moment to moment, you know, being able to let go of the narratives and actively choose not to suffer. I think for me, for a long time, there was a subconscious active decision to, to suffer because ultimately it's still accepting suffering. Mm because of accepting a narrative and still re, like replaying and repeating the story. Mm. So it comes down to individual accountability and a lot of like the willingness to do work, which isn't easy. Mm. Uh, and obviously you work with a lot of people in this. So you've got a program. Mm. I understand what's the program called. Yeah. So I've got the inspired man. Yeah. Uh, that's like the, the program for men and then the embodied woman. So mm-hmm. the inspired man is basically helping men discover their purpose, step into their true authentic power as a conscious divine masculine energy and really, yes, yeah, step up as leaders in their life by, by really aligning their life with their purpose, their highest values and, and becoming that grounded masculine pillar for themselves and the people around them. Mm-hmm. Then the embodied woman is about women really coming back into their body, into their heart space, dropping the masculine shield and surrendering the ego and living from a place of of just their true power allowing them to authentically actually express themselves to express their truth to unblock the blockages within their body because most women have disconnected themselves from the head down yeah right and that's the masculine masculine is being in the head right it's very much about the ego right and 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 the awareness and it's it's like when women have felt unsafe they've they've just living up in here now and it's helping them drop and surrender into their body Mm. and giving them a safe space to do so as well um so yeah they're my i just have two programs i work uh, with people awesome and um yeah that's that's my that's what i'm here to do is to uh help people step into um the conscious masculine and feminine energies and just create the most meaningful and abundant life possible and therefore raising the level of consciousness uh on the planet yeah. yeah, that's my mission. Awesome. Yeah. And if, I, I mean, honestly, like we could sit here and talk about this all day. So I will probably have to bring you back on because I think there's so much more in Western society when I think about the way that feminine energy is rejected in a lot of women, myself included. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've experienced this of going, I need to take care of myself and yep. all of that. So I, We'll, we'll bring you back yeah. on and then we can talk more about that. Yeah. Um, and but ju- if- and ju- just to touch on that as well, like, um, and to, to end this on, on this. So we are in a, a stage and period of life right now, which is the divine, the, the awakening, right? We're in a big awakening right now. Mm-hmm. You look at how the world's moving. 
we are in a massive awakening of the divine feminine yeah. right now. And women are waking up to their true power. Yeah. And this is really incredible. So yeah, there's, there's depth to that. And because women are really waking up to their divine power, it's going to take a different level and a different depth and capacity for the masculine to be able to hold that power. Yeah. Yeah. So we're in an incredible time right now in life, in, in, in yeah, where we're at. It's so amazing. Awesome. Yeah. And so if people want to reach out to you to speak to you more, to participate in these programs, how can they get in touch? Yeah, for sure. So Instagram, I, Instagram and Facebook are my main uh, platforms. I'm building YouTube as well. Awesome. Um, so just my name, Ryan Moresby White. Um, probably I'll include in the, in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a bit long. Um, but yeah, jump on there. And any questions, anything about any of this work, like I put out so much free value. I run free events all the time. And uh, yeah, I'm an open book. So like, yeah, I'm always just, you know, I'm open to answering and uh, giving any value in any sort of way I can. I love to send people just free things. That's why I just have a YouTube channel where I just, I'm just pumping out free content um, for people to, to consume because my highest value is impact. Mm. So as long as I'm making an impact to someone's life somehow, that's, that's all that matters. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Awesome work, yeah. Ryan. Thank you so much for joining the show. I've Really enjoyed this discussion with you. There's so much more we could talk about, yeah. but, you know, yeah. there's a time limit. Yeah. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening and joining in with us today. I hope you've enjoyed that discussion. Of course, reach out to Ryan if you have any questions, um, any comments, any feedback. Uh, I think you summed it up quite perfectly at the start, Ryan, and that's if you feel triggered by anything, <laughs> look into it. But seriously, that's like it's yeah. such a – great opportunity I think these these topics can be scary and confronting for people so I'm grateful to have had you on so that we could talk about it um you can watch this show on YouTube you can listen anywhere you get your podcasts you can follow the show on Instagram at self double underscore podcast follow me at Amanda Latran that's Amanda L-E-T-R-A-N I release episodes every Thursday so I'll see you next week Ryan, once again, thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye.